Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from orphaned orcs to the Oathbreaker's origins. And today we're talking about owl bears. Indeed we are. Hey, Brian. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What, are they, what noise do they make? Uh, lots of noises. Screeches, howls, hoots. <laughs> um, what do you know about owl bears? Brian? They're part owl, part bear. <laughs> All true. animal. It's very true. They're they're monstrous, horrible creatures that can be tamed. Kind I of, always see yeah. them in cages, like in art uh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're usually always like uh, mid-attempt of being tamed. You'll see that a lot. So it's um, very Avatar last airbender. All the animals are combo animals of Oh, is that am- a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so, kind of. Except for there's one regular bear. And they're like, what do you mean bear? Do you mean... Oh, yeah, I remember this. You mean yes. lion bear? Yeah. Like, yeah, and they have like a debate about <laughs> so, what kind so of bear it is. Owl bears are one of D&D's most iconic monsters and are a D&D original. Yeah. Invented by Gary Gygax himself and inspired by the small toys of Japanese kaiju that he would use as miniatures in the war game that preceded D&D, mm. Chainmail. That's right. So since their introduction in 1975, owl bears have become synonymous with the game of Dungeons and Dragons, making their way into pretty much every monster manual and bestiary across all editions. Mm-hmm. Within the various worlds of D&D itself, they are, the owl bear is just as well known to the characters in game as to the players at the table. Owl bears are terrifying nocturnal predators and inhabit the forests of the world and the Feywild, where they hunt to, their sat- to satisfy their voracious appetites. Their haunting cries echo through valleys and across plains, warning to travelers that they are on the prowl. Owl bears are fairly common and widespread as far as magical monstrosities go, infamous for their unfettered and violent ferocity and their distinctive half bear, half owl appearance. The owl bear is a one of a kind monster. Yeah, man, it surely is. Uh, 
very very recognizable yeah it's also just fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah but like, like i didn't think it would be so cohesive like but he, it works it like, really really works yeah, I, yeah. I, I heard about it before i saw it and right, then when you see right. it it's like well of course it's this yeah exactly it could never have been anything else well it definitely I mean, could, it have. could have been yeah that's true <laughs> that's very true because so this one can it fly um, there is a variant that can fly. We will talk about that at the end of the episode. Is it like Owlbear Plus? Is it like no, Owlbear Pro? No, it's not the Owlbear Pro, no. <laughs> but uh, we will talk about it. Is it like capital O-W-L? No, it's Owlbear. Owlbear, no, mostly no, owl. It's not. Okay. But first, let's talk about the regular Owlbear, and then we can get into the spicy versions. <laughs> spicy. So, as I said before, the Owlbear looks, in simplest terms, like a crossbreed between an owl and a bear. They are monstrous beasts with the bodies of bears covered in thick, shaggy coats of feathers and fur. They have avian-like heads with big round eyes and a hooked serrated oh, and hooked serrated beaks. Their legs are ended in strong and sharp talons. An owlbear's coat ranges in color from brown black to yellowish brown. The beaks of these creatures are yellow, uh yellow ivory, actually. Okay. I don't know what real beaks are made out of, but I don't think it's ivory. I think it's um like just the same material as like a fingernail. Right, that's what I thought. Well, owl bears have ivory beaks. That's cool. And their terrifying eyes are red-rimmed. A full-grown male can stand as tall as eight feet and weigh up to fifteen hundred pounds, which is really big. Uh, an owl bear's eyes are fixed in its head, looking straight ahead. It compensates for this by being able to turn its head a full two hundred seventy degrees, like an owl. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrifying. As compared to a human's one hundred eighty degrees, an owl bear has twice as many neck bones as does a human, which allows for this flexibility. In addition, an owl bear can snap its neck from one position to another almost instantaneously. A regular brown bear can be 1,300 pounds. Yeah, so this is a bit bigger. Shit. Yeah. Owl bears are considered to be, mechanically speaking, large monstrosities. Okay, cool. Any other bear <laughs> facts for me, Brian? I just wanted to know. No, I yeah. wanted a frame How of reference. Yeah. yeah, like, so okay, a so little bit bigger. Pounds, slightly bigger than... Whoa. <laughs> what this the is, fuck? This is my it karma. Searched, it searched bimbo bread. Why? Like, I don't know. <laughs> This is my karma for activating everybody's Google How dare shit you, sir? remotely. Sorry, Dear everyone. God, it scared the hell We've out of me. We just paid the fucking piper. Indeed. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. The in-game origin of the owlbear. Yeah. It's often disputed and inconsistent across editions. So is it not supposed to exist? Is that the implication <laughs> well, here? I mean, kind of. Maybe we'll see. So, is this some dark um, crossbreed? We've Ooh. learned that this is not entirely uncommon in D&D. A lot of these monsters, uh, their origins are disputed and inconsistent. Yeah. Scholars have long debated the origins of the owl bear. The most common theory is that a demented wizard created the first specimen by crossing a giant owl and a bear. When you start the sentence with scholars have, yeah. I'm like, wait, are we talking about in-game, in-game world or, in-game. Or, or real world? Indeed. <laughs> are the scholars like, where did they come up with this, <laughs> this beast? No, we know where Gary got Yeah, Gary did it. it. Yeah. So, uh, and given the lethality of this creation, it's quite likely that the wizard who theoretically created them is no longer alive. However, venerable elves claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some ancient fae insist that owlbears have always existed in the Feywild. No. So the first theory um, on owlbear origins is likely wrong, um, because, like, why would the elves and the fae lie? You know what I mean? Yeah, about something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they have some sort of weird monopoly on them or <laughs> no, whatever. No, they don't. Okay. So whatever its origin might be, the owlbear is a species unto itself, occurring with the same regularity that one might encounter other predatory beasts. Like a regular bear. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there are as many of them as there are regular bears, pretty much. Maybe, but maybe also a little bit less because they are like one rung up. 
on the uh, oh, and as, food chain. as you become more dominant, exactly, there's you, less of you. Yeah, because, because they're, you're a better predator or whatever. E- exactly. This is better than a bear because it can see it all <laughs> the places. It's the bear plus. It's bear plus. It's bear pro. <laughs> so generally speaking, owl bears are known to be vicious, ravenous, aggressive, and evil-tempered beasts. Mm. This reputation for ferocity, aggression, and stubbornness uh, makes them one of the most feared predators in the wild. Um, so owlbears are one of these monsters that really borders between being considered a true monster like a manticore or a hydra and also just kind of being considered another animal by people. It just it's right in between there. Like it's kind of more vicious than any natural animal, but it mostly fits in. So, you know. yeah, so it it's could cross over into like if you are level one players and you're in the you forest, might fight an like owlbear. Mo- it might be a boss fight. It's like a monster, a uh, monster level encounter. Not like an animal level encounter. You know Definitely what I mean? like a monster level. It's like a boss a, level encounter a level one it's a CR for sure. one. It's a CR three. CR three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so boss boss yeah, level. For yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, they are technically unnatural and more powerful than your average predatorial fauna, but they are common enough and fit in enough to be considered normal at times. That being said, they're really mean. Wait, are the are fey monsters considered unnatural? Again, it's disputed whether this thing is fey at all. Because like, so, so the the inherent bit of this lore is that it is mixed up. So some of it is going to say like the mechanics are going right. to say this so, is a monster. Four E owl bears were actually had the tagline fey. Okay. Before that, they were all considered magical beasts. Okay. Now they're like consi- a unicorn. Yeah. Now they're considered monstrosities. Okay. And 5e. So it really is all conflicting. Exactly. When I say that, I mean that because trust me, I looked at 13 sources. Well, in the, in the (laughs) mechanics too, like in the, woven into all of it. Exactly. Not just the lore. Yeah, exactly. None of the additions are consistent with almost anything most of the time. It's a weird mental approach to take to this episode. (laughs) Right. So gifted with the vision of an owl, dark vision, that is. Regular vision. Oh, right. Owl, good vision. Owl bears (laughs) tend to be nocturnal predators. They emerge from their dens around sunset and hunt into the darkest hours of the night, hooting or screeching to declare their territory, to search for mates, or to flush prey into their hunting grounds. Oh, wow. These are typically forests familiar to the owlbear and dense enough to limit its quarry's uh, ability to escape. That's a cool perception check. Mm-hmm. I love the the perception check is like baked into the lore. Right. And really some is. of these monsters. Yeah. yeah cool. An owlbear tends to make its den in a cave or ancient ruins littered with the bones of its prey. When prey is plentiful, an owlbear drags its skills back to its lair where it adorns nearby trees and rocks with the corpses. Uh, this flesh attracts scavengers, giving the owlbear more opportunities to catch more prey. Uh, the scent of blood and rotting meat is thick near an owlbear's lair. Aside from this baleful uh, uh, fight... Besides this and the baleful hoot of the creatures, um, there is no other warning that an owl bear may be near. That's what I'm saying. You're you're set. You're in the forest. You're setting up watch. Mm-hmm. Perception check for yeah, your watch for the hooting. To wit to Right. That's a. Oh jeez. And then like you're baiting. You're bait. You're you're being baited into it if you run. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, possibly true. Yeah, if you run yeah, in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like, and if the owl bear even knows you're there, maybe that hoot is meant for you. It or could be because because it's, it's saying it's like trying to get people to like panic it, and run. Right. Exactly. Like you chase them down. Yes. That's exactly oh. right. Yep. So despite their lack of intelligence, there is a certain amount of cleverness in the mind of an owl bear. Um, these hunters possess more cunning than an owl and more ferocity than a bear. And they have a ravenous appetite far exceeding either animal. Wow. It's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. <laughs> so owlbears hunt alone or in mated pairs. If quarry is plentiful, a family of owlbears might remain together for longer than is required to rear their cubs. Otherwise, um, these creatures typically go their own ways as soon as they're young or ready to hunt on their own. 
A uh, few things can dissuade a hungry owl, owl bear from attacking. There is little, if anything, that a hungry owl bear fears. Even monsters that outmatch an owl bear in size and strength avoid tangling with it, for this creature cares nothing about its foe's superior strength as it attacks without provocation. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. An owl bear is a stubborn predator that fights without a sense of self preservation. Even when it is about to die, an owl bear still keeps its victim clenched tightly in its claws, snapping at the foe with its bone-crushing beak. Wow, that's... Uh, yeah, wow, okay. They just kill monsters. Just gonna... Last-ditch effort. Just... Mm-hmm. It's all instinct yeah, from they here. Have, they have no flight, all fight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No flight, all fight. Because these don't fly. They run. No, they, except for the ones that do fly. Except for the ones but that they also, do But they also fight. Okay. Um, let's take short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super Super Quest Quest Saga, Saga. a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me set in space and i play in it along with your special guest jake and friend of the show josh freeland you can find it on youtube itunes or anywhere else you can get your podcasts super quest saga we've we've returned indeed we have that's a fun campfire story where like the old man is telling all the little kids around the, the the fire like 
it's part owl, part bear. Yeah. And definitely. it'll cut you open like like each animal <laughs> would individually. If you were a kid that lived in a world where the shit was real and the grown-ups are telling you, like, no, this shit is real. Please stay inside. Do you think it's scarier for it? <laughs> no, that, that shit's for real, though. <laughs> Don't go out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think it's fun, uh, scarier for the owl to be the size of the bear or the bear to be the size of the owl? Because this sounds like it's more like the bear. Or no, the size of the owl. Uh what I'm trying to say uh-huh. is that do you think it's better for it to be more bear or more owl? More bear for sure. You definitely. think you think yeah. that's scarier? Because yeah, I think it, if it's more owl, then it can fly, right? And well, it, yeah, it and we'll get talents. to the ones that can fly. But like it, the what you're talking about is if it's like super 50 50. Yeah, if it were more 50 50. Because this seems like a more bear, right? Definitely more bear, yeah. But like if I had to choose between being more bear or being more owl. I'm going to choose more. Well, no, I'm going to choose more owl because that's less scary. But if we're going for scary, then I'm going to choose more bear. Okay. Because bigger is bigger is badder. Yes. Okay. Like Because like the more owl we go, the smaller it gets. <laughs> yeah. True. So, so anyways. Okay. <laughs> up until 5e, owl bears had an infamous killing maneuver called their owl bear hug. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> that's owl, fucking on purpose. Yeah. The owl bear would grasp its victim in both of its front claws bear hug them and then begin to tear chunks out of them with their beaks <laughs> oh it's a nice embrace clack, clack, clack. <laughs> sadly this attack is missing from the 5e Earl owlbear stat block so oh we will not be getting an owlbear hug that's a homebrewed in thing it is every time for me exactly <laughs> so uh still an owlbear's carnivorous and violent nature doesn't rule out the ability to train them so they are trainable. Te- right. Technically. Okay. Uh, with enough time, food, and luck, an intelligent creature can train an owlbear to recognize it as a master, making it an unflinching guard or a fast and hardy mount. Okay. People of remote frontier settlements have even succeeded at racing owlbears, but spectators will end up betting uh, as often on which owlbear will attack its handler as they do on which will reach the finish line first. I was going to say, like, in the heat of the moment, is yeah, this thing yeah, going to betray wild. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, elven communities encourage owlbears to den beneath their treetop villages, using the beasts as a natural defense during the night. Oh, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hobgoblins favor owlbears as war beasts, and hill giants and frost giants sometimes keep owlbears as pets. Yeah, because, um, like, a, a hobgoblin community doesn't have an HR department. No, fuck no, like, they so don't. So if a homie gets, do whatever gets wrecked on, yeah, it's like, whatever. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so a starved owlbear might uh, end up being used in a gladiatorial arena, ruthlessly eviscerating and devouring its foes before a bloodthirsty audience. Cool. So a lot of uses for the owlbear. A lot of things you can do with this creature, <laughs> like true. make him kill. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing, really. <laughs> but like, there's interesting ways in which you can make it do that. You could race them, though. Oh, man. Uh, Giselle Strongbear, just like <laughs> f- f- fucking two-footing this, like surfboarding this owlbear. That'd be super I dope. See that. I would love that. So though owlbears are technically warm-blooded mammals, they do lay eggs. Owlbear eggs are nearly perfect spheres and tend to be laid in clutches of one to six over the course of several days. That's kind of weird. What? That they, they're laying eggs, but they're also like perfectly I mean, spherical look, eggs. Look at the platypus. Oh, the fact that they're spherical? Okay, uh, this I is a, like a strange, I don't know. Yeah, like, why yeah, make them spheres? Yes, look, at the, look at the platypus. Let's look at that, <laughs> that wild creature. <laughs> Indeed. Once the young start to hatch, the parents provide them with freshly killed meat. Owlbear cubs are carnivores from the start. And even though the mother owlbear is half bear, well, that where's my little slider? There it is. She does not produce milk for her young. Now, this stood out to me because I was always under the impression that owlbears did indeed produce milk. I can't remember where I heard or read this before, but I swear there was a city in Forgotten Realms that farmed these guys for the milk and meat. 
Uh-oh. But I digress. For no sources <laughs> of information that I could find corroborated this. So they were like domesticating them to be cows? Kind That's of? what I thought. But apparently I lived in some sort of alternate dimension for a day. A dream state. Indeed. So moving on. Um, the young are raised by the mother owlbear for the first two years of their lives, during which time she will teach the cubs how to hunt for themselves. After the end of the second year, the cubs go off on their own and stake out their own territory. Owlbears have a lifespan of 20 years or so. This idea of domesticating this creature is Wild. so yeah, like it's what not are like you we're doing? Out here trying to fucking ride bears. You've got enough going on in D and D land. You do well. Maybe that's it. It's like no, we need bigger, badder pets because it's a bigger, <laughs> badder world. I get the elves. They're kind of set up setting. Yeah, it up they're to like naturally. no, yeah. We just see exactly. That's yeah. exactly what the elves do. Like, like we're not trying to domesticate it. We're just using no, what we it just does. Give them a dope home to protect us through. Yeah, yeah. everybody's winning right now. Exactly. And that's do not sneak up on the elves at night. Yeah, don't. That sounds just bad. Do not unless you're good at like killing owl bears, which I'm. I guess a I good guess, a good. Party, I guess that's why you might be here. A good party of murder hobos might just Indeed. slay a bunch of owl bears. I guess. So I couldn't find too much on this topic of owl bears, but there are technically some owl bear variants that I found in Dragon Magazine two fourteen. Nice, <laughs> the Arctic owl bear and the winged owl bear. Okay. Arctic owl bears are the polar cousins of the normal owl bear. They resemble a cross between a snowy owl and a polar bear. Okay. Uh, both their fur and feathers are a snowy white, while their claws and beaks are both black and their eyes are yellow. The Arctic owl bear's fur and feather are all multi-layered, protecting it from the coldest temperatures, even when wet. For this reason, the beasts are immune to all cold-based attacks. That's fucking cool. It's really cool. Uh, that's now my favorite owl bear. The Arctic one? Yeah. yeah. Arctic polar, polar bears are my favorite bear. Oh, polar bears are dope, yeah. Arctic owl bears are as foul-tempered as their forest-dwelling cousins, immediately attacking prey with their front claws and wicked beak. They live in the coldest areas of the Arctic, often making their layers in pre-existing caves or carving their own dens in banks of snow. However, they tend to be wanderers, constantly on the move in search of prey, so they do not settle in one place for very long. Mm-hmm. Our Arctic owl bears live for about 20 years, same as their counterparts. They will prey on anything but prefer seal meat above all else. Unlike normal owl bears, the Arctic variety hunt primarily during the day, and being good swimmers, they will pursue their prey into frigid waters without hesitation. Okay. They are well equipped for their environment. Rough leathery pads on the bottom of their paws help them maintain stability over icy surfaces. The local inhabitants of Arctic regions say that there's nothing worse than having an Arctic owl bear on your trail because of their stubborn determination, nasty disposition, and constant hunger. Yeah. How do you know if you have an, uh, an owl bear on That's your a trail? really fucking good question, Brian. <laughs> It's just like somebody's got some fucking magical binoculars. Uh, yeah, exactly. and they, they're just oh, like checking shit out like, oh, yeah. oh, no. Well, I suppose you turn around and he's coming for you. And he's there. And so you start running. <laughs> There's nothing worse than this. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, guys. I can't imagine anything worse. Well, yes, I'm I can. sure it's, we just it's did the Jewelblex episode. I can imagine a lot of worse things. Than there that. are worse things. But I imagine for your typical like trapper or like mm-hmm. like a squad of people yeah, that's out there trying the to worst hunt. scenario of the thing i do in life yeah, yeah because because you're just you're not experiencing that extra shit you're right. just living a normal ish life yeah so like somebody that gets attacked and theoretically by, you're not dealing with frost giants or white dragons theoretically yeah if, if you're in just, order for this to be the worst thing that you can experience <laughs> This is the worst thing that you can experience if there are no worse things that you've experienced. Exactly. <laughs> like, if there's a tribe of frost giants nearby, there are a lot of worse things than having that thing on your trail. Yeah. But anyways. They probably have pet fr- uh, yeah. Al- Arctic owl bears. Yeah, exactly. 
So thus it makes it worse because like there's a the difference between having an owl bear on your tra- trail and having a frost giants with owl bears on your trail is the frost giants. That's just the quote from the guy who lived from the owl bear. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing. Worse he just than had a bad shit. day. Anyways, <laughs> it hugged on. my friend and I thought it was cool and it wasn't, but it was cool because it was right. cold. So the winged owl bear. Yes. This is the ultimate synthesis of owl and bear. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> this thing I've been waiting for. It looks like a standard owl bear, but in addition, it has a pair of large wings growing from its shoulders. Okay. They are just as nasty tempered as their ground dwelling cousins. Winged owl bears fight much like the wingless variety do, utilizing their front claw, sharp beaks, and their mighty hug. Um, they just, <laughs> they're mighty winged. They thug. just have a tendency to do this from the sky. Um, winged owl bears can be found in almost any non-Arctic environment, but seem to prefer wooded forests and mountainous terrains due to their flight capabilities. Winged owlbears tend to claim larger territories um, as theirs, usually 10 to 20 square miles versus like the regular owlbear. 10 to 20 square miles. That's a lot. It's big. That's a big. Winged owlbears live in mated pairs. Winged, winged owl. Oh. Winged owlbears. I cannot wait to never say this word again. <laughs> winged owlbear. Say winged. Winged. That'll help. Owlbears. Tend to claim larger. Oh, wait, I read that already. God damn it. Winged owl bears live in mated pairs. Winged owl bears tend to live slightly longer than the normal variety, often reaching 25 years or so. Uh, they are sought after by wizards, even though to date no one has managed to domesticate one. Nonetheless, eggs can go for as high as 4,000 silver pieces. Oh. The price for living for live young can reach up to 10,000 silver pieces. That's all I got to winged owl bears, man. People are about these owl bears. They really like, like them. They're very popular. They're super because they look awesome. They look cool. They look it's really true. cool. It's true. Here's a, a sweet, a sweet, stinky homebrew for you right out of my brain. It's just a bear, but there's an owl riding it. Oh, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fun. So, here's some fun facts about owlbears. I have two fun facts. Are you okay. ready for them? Uh huh. First fact: they can't climb trees. That is fun. <laughs> what the hell? Because of their great size and weight, owlbears are not good tree climbers. Still, anyone treed by an owlbear is not completely safe because the beasts are just nasty enough to wait it out and are often strong enough to knock over the tree, depending on the size of both the owlbear and the tree. All they have to do is hug the tree yeah, and it'll true. fucking snap and fall <laughs> down. there's no tree. Should we get some art commission that's an owlbear that's like got its arms out and it just says hug with a question mark underneath? Yeah, I would love that. Okay, we'll look into idea. that. Fun fact number two. Does it exist? It might exist. We'll check if it exists. Fun fact about owlbears number two, they love honey. Oh, okay. Like normal bears. (laughs) This appears to be the only exception to the owlbear's otherwise carnivorous diet. They are well adapted to honey gathering as their thick coats of fur and feathers protect them from bee stings. And their long tongues are much like those of a bear and perfect for lapping up the sticky sticky substance out of its hive. Nice. This is great. This is great fodder for character creation. (laughs) Yes. You're you're fucking uh, Mowgli. Mm-hmm. From Jungle Book, oh my God. but you're just raised by the owl bear. Indeed, yeah. Raised Absolutely. by raised by direwolves. Yeah, and then and, and tr- then transition the to the jaguar and the bear. Yes. Is there a special jaguar animal that There's we can? There's a displacer beast. A displacer beast and an owl bear. Yeah, there, we're gonna rewrite terrifying. the Jungle Book, and uh, Mowgli's gonna be class. What's the class here? Uh, Mowgli uh, would definitely be a ranger. Ranger, human yeah. ranger. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, like a like a beast master. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, we got it. Nailed it. Done. Uh, Any questions about the owlbear before we tackle that stat block? I have a little. I have more questions about Mowgli because you can't be named Mowgli. You got to rename him. Why? Oh, oh, oh! You mean for D and D? Yeah, for D and D. I got. We'll, we'll figure it out I'm later. Tired. <laughs> All right, uh, owlbear stat block. Let's do this. All right. Large monstrosity. Okay. It's unaligned. I think that surprises no one. 
Uh, uh, it's yeah, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Armor right. class 13, uh, hit points 59, strength of 20, dex of 12, constitution 17, intelligence of three. So it's pretty dumb. Wisdom of 12, <laughs> charisma seven. Uh, it has dark vision. We already knew that. Um, it has a feature called keen sight and smell. The owl bear, the owl bear, has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight or smell. That's a lot of animals, right? Yeah, it's a lot of animals. Um, the wolf gets that for sure. Yeah. Um, it has two attacks: beak and claws. Okay, there it is. No hug, though. <laughs> no hug, That's though. homebrewed in. Yeah, you have to homebrew that in. So Beak is a melee weapon attack plus seven to hit. Reach of five feet, one creature will take 1d10 plus five piercing damage. The claws are also a melee weapon attack plus seven to hit. Reach of five feet, one target will take 2d8 plus five slashing damage. And the owl bear has a multi-attack where it makes two attacks, one with its beak and one with, with its claws. Yeah. And that's, that's your monster. It's challenge rating three. So it's a good boss fight for levels one and two, maybe even three. It is a good mob for levels like five through seven, uh, or or it's, it's a nice like weak mob at higher levels than that. A weak mob. Oh, wow. Mobs of these. I, I Googled owlbear hugs, and what I found was kind of disturbing and not at all what I had in mind. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You want to see it? Maybe. Sure. Whoa. It's like a deviant art thing, I think. Hugs. I yeah. like it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it looks not like an owl bear from D&D, though. It, yeah, it super kind of does. It Let does? Let me see it again. Let me see it again. Like with the really owly face? Is it, I always thought yeah. it was like more sleeker and shaped like well, a bear's it, face. It, 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 there's variants. So like you can look at all the different D&D owlbear art, and they have all kinds of different owl heads. Oh, okay. Because yeah. this is standing up like uh, Freddy Krueger or something. Yeah, mo- like they are quadruped, but bears can stand up on two legs sometimes, and that's a very cartoony looking owl. Yeah, now that I'm in the art, I see the variations that you're yeah. talking about, of, like mm-hmm. what the face looks like. Exactly. Oh, there's a big one that's like bigger than a house. Crazy. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fun. This is a fun animal. <laughs> You can do a lot with this. There's one that looks yeah, like Aku. it's a great animal. It's like it's an icon. This is one that looks like Aku from um, from Samurai Jack. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm, Google is a treasure trove for the album. See, this is what I was picturing. Okay, was like oh, okay. Th- yeah, this is like the pretty thing. Uh, it's just the, it's the not too classic far off looking. The first one though. I guess not in a way. <laughs> this looks more like a like a streamlined animal than that. That the other thing I showed you looked like a person, like wearing a costume. Well, yeah, because it was a cartoon anthropomorphic owl there wearing a T-shirt that said "Free Hugs." Yeah, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a long you're rest. Right, you're right. Let's take a long <laughs> okay. rest. So I'm all ready to take off these slippies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like owl bear claws. God, I would love some owlbear slippers. I've, those exist. Someone send me a link because I need to buy some. <laughs> that would be cool. They're just, they got bit, they have the sharp talons in them. Yeah, that'd be super cool. And I, I take them off and I just have my owlbear feet. And I this is a bit I used a few episodes ago. It's fine. Um, let's, <laughs> let's go to the merch zone where we have merch. Uh-huh. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's right there. Just look yeah. a little bit down. And if you're there listening on the podcast, it's also there. You can yeah. find it. It's there. Just go to the show notes. description. We got mm-hmm. t shirts. We got mugs. Maybe we should get um, some jackets. Well, no, we're getting into spring weather. We'll have jackets next year. <laughs> jackets at well, windbreakers. That's true. We could do that. I don't know. We're, we're, we're looking at new merch stuff. Yeah. Um, we're always we're always on that new merch grind. Um, we have special merch that you can get on Patreon. Uh, right no, now we, we have do. a what the yes. Grumpsch mug that you can mm-hmm. get at the twenty dollar mm-hmm. level. Yep. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'll hold it up too. We use it as a pen holder. For does that look good? Um, no, it's super blurry, bro. <laughs> you should probably point at the other one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're having trouble getting the focus on the camera because it's on set <laughs> the auto. Like, what the fuck, dude? What, the, what is that? But if you want to go to Patreon, uh, patreoncom cast, you can get our What the Grumpsh mug. We should talk about what to do with our uh, our shout out to Dima Gorgon art because that's just sitting there, and it's we're not just, we well, don't yeah, have it on any merch. There. Yeah, that's true. So maybe we should find a way to cycle that back into the 
the rotation. Okay, we'll talk about it. Well, we're going to figure out some new merch stuff and get creative. And um, it, it helps the show. It goes directly to the show. And, and we try to upgrade our equipment or make our lives easier. Right. So um, you can go to our merch shop or um, you can go to Patreon to help support the show. Or you can just tell somebody about the show. That's mm-hmm. that's really the best thing you can do is to tell your friends. Um, we have another show called Super Quest Saga. If you haven't heard about it, now's your time to hear about it. Here it is. It's a... D&D, D&D space game space game mm-hmm. it's will's homebrew it is it's fucking cool i miss it we haven't played in so long <laughs> we're getting back to it we're gonna get back to it we're figuring out how to do it without all being in the same room together because of all the stuff going on in the world so you know we're gonna get there um go check out ranger danger on our patreon it's mm-hmm. for free right now mm-hmm. it's a it's a comedy adventure it's a everybody's a ranger level 10 ranger indeed uh real fun game um i think that's really all we have let's yeah let's go home let's call it a game go to we'll talk to you guys later bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.